0: The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with pushing
1: start. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will join others from around the world. And you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that. The word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July. And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression or persecution. But from annihilation, we're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Your Enthusiasm podcast. You know me. I am your humble host, Bryce Benjamin, along with a guy who needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyways. My co-host, my guy, Ed Reuter in the building.
2: What's us go, Reuter. Oh, man. It's Independence Day. Happy 4th of July. It's the 4th of July, and I can't wait to get started with this one today, man. I feel you. I can't wait to get some of this barbecue. Oh, that sounds nice. What are you doing tonight? I'm chilling.
0: I'm not you're barbecuing. Just chilling? You're, yeah. not, you're not barbecuing? I'm not barbecuing. I will grab a plate, though, from whoever is barbecuing. Okay. So if you're listening to this podcast, you got some good barbecue on the grill. Whoa,
2: whoa. Don't put your address out on the airwaves now. Oh, you're no, gonna, no. You're no, going to have people showing up here, man. I'm, don't I'm do that. I'm coming there. I'm oh, going, you're going there. there. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, so Smart. Hit, hit
0: my line. You know my <laughs> Facebook. You know my Twitter. And let me know if I can swing by and grab a plate. I'll take some pictures with your family and everything.
2: Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to be poolside. Nice. There's going to be a hot tub, and uh, just going to try to soak up some sun today, man.
0: Nice. And I plan on being enigrated all day. All day. Like right now.
2: Well, right now already? You I'm, started? I'm, I'm drunk.
0: <laughs> I'm not really drunk. <laughs> we got a good episode for you guys today. Uh, Reuter came up with this idea and definitely had to roll with it because it was just a, such an awesome idea. So, Reuter, I'm going to let you take the stage. Explain to the folks that's listening what's going on in today's show.
2: All right, cool. So today, since it is the 4th of July, since it's Independence Day, I thought it'd be a great idea to kind of take a look out there at the wide world of sports. You know, we've got nothing live going on to talk about right here for Independence Day. So I thought instead, let's take a look out there and see which players want or need their independence from their current situation. All right, so these are players that need to move on from their current team for one reason or another. All right? So you with me on that? With you. With me. Locked in. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're each going to give our top five players who need their independence, who deserve their independence, from their current team. Goddamn right. All right. So here we go. So I'm going to start with my number five. Okay. My first example is Mr. O.J. Howard from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: O.J. the juice man?
2: Nope, not that juice, man. (laughs) (laughs) Not the one that's recently on Twitter. Not that juice, man. Definitely not. We want to stay away from him. I'm talking about... (laughs) (laughs) we got to steer clear of that OJ on any holiday. Any day. Steer clear. Orenthal. Orenthal is out. Stay away. I'm talking about Mr. Otarius Jabari Howard. Oh, you nailed that. Did I get that? That was perfect, right? All right. Good job. I do what I can, man. I do what I can. I'm impressed. All right. So, Otarius... My man. This guy, 6'6", 250 pounds of just raw athlete. Okay? I'm a bit of a Crimson Tide fan, so I remember him coming out of the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. I remember him being a big deal coming out of the draft. I remember him being a big deal at the beginning of every fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. Every year O. J. Howard is supposed to is supposed to make the move and become the player that everybody thinks he is. had a very promising rookie campaign okay even through part-time use scored six touchdowns got hurt the year after threw up five touchdowns though in 10 games actually a little bit better clip could have been like a seven or eight touchdown guy in his second year and then last year it was like he he was playing hurt the connection just wasn't there with Jameis right and you would think with that air raid offense okay they're throwing the ball out there to to Godwin to Evans to Cameron Bray that this is a guy who could who could flourish in that system but it just doesn't seem like that vertical deep threat type offense is his style and then you're thinking to yourself okay we play for the Buccaneers the Buccaneers had some big news this offseason right Tom Brady's coming to town might be thinking this is the change that my man OJ might have needed right then they bring in Gronk though so we've already seen that quarterbacks have kind of preferred throw in the direction of Cameron Brate. Now they're bringing in Gronk, who has an established relationship with Brady. And we're looking at a guy who could be an absolute stud that's going to be sitting third on the depth chart. Right. And aside from the uh, from your Baltimore Ravens, there aren't a lot of teams that uh, can run successfully a three tight end set or rotate in three tight ends as successfully as they did. Right. Right. So I think as an example of what we're doing today, OJ Howard fits the bill. For the type of guy that could go somewhere else to a team maybe like the Bills, right? Who could desperately use a tight end. He could be that goal line threat. And what I would liken it to would be when Ebron, okay, made his move and he went over to the Colts and scored like 13 touchdowns a couple years back. Yeah, I think Bray could be that kind of a player for an established offense that could use a, a big goal line target like O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard. What did I say? He said Bray Oh, I'm sorry, OJ Howard. I got your back, man. Yeah, that's what you're here for, man. You're here to to hold me down. I got you. Yeah, OJ Howard could absolutely be that type of player on a team uh, that that needs him.
0: I feel you on that one. And yeah, it kind of sucks that you get the one of the greatest quarterback of all time. Not so much now. You know, he's 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 old, but still, he's still capable. And then they trade for Gronk, and then yeah, you might potentially
2: be the third tight end coming up, you know. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, he needs to move, man. He needs his independence from the Buccaneers. He needs to move on. They need to trade him. Give him his independence. Give him his independence, damn, damn it. it. <laughs> I like that. Alright, so who do you have at number five? Number five for
0: me. How about Brad Beal? Washington Not- Wizards shooting guard. Nice. So, Washington became the Wizards in 1998. Alright. Since then, They have never had a 51 season and they've had some talented players on this team. This is a team that had Gilbert arenas, John wall, Bradley bill, Antoine Jameson on this franchise and never got to 50 wins. Never finished. Oh, excuse me. One time they finished first place in their, in their division, the Southeast division in the NBA with a 49 and 33 record. And just recently, they're just the epitome of, like, mediocrity and just bad. Like, no, no other way for me to, to explain it. They're just bad. Like, this season, they're right now sitting currently ninth or 10th in the Eastern Conference. And in the Eastern Conference is not a deep division. You know what I'm saying? It's, or, or, excuse me, deep to conference. You shouldn't be this bad. With Brad Bill on your team, he's averaging 30 points, a career high this season washington wizards in the near future is not looking like a place to be they have arguably the worst contract in the nba with john wall's contract who tore who ruptured his achilles and then tore his acl so he's he's going to be pretty messed up he's out for the full season this 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 year right now and then coming into next year we'll see what happens they don't have cap space they don't have a lot of draft capital and it's not looking good for for the, for the for the team in DC right now, man. I feel bad for Brad Bill. He's the best player on that team. He's 27 years old. He's in his prime right now and is being wasted away in the nation's capital. It sucks and you won't you will hope that uh eventually he can gain his independence from this Washington's team, which is is again abysmal, <laughs> to <laughs> say the least. And um go to an actual competitor, go to an actual team that can utilize his talents, put him in the best position to win. Cause he he's a championship caliber player. Like you add him to your team, and he could be like that 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 number two option to go and or it could be your number one scoring option, but he would be an awesome addition to a team like the Miami Heat. Fucking shit. My Philadelphia 76ers, he would look great for. Um, any. He needs to get off Washington, plain and simple. Like the Washington Wizards is not a good franchise right now. Their future is not looking pretty good at, at all. And uh, it's about time that um, they go ahead and give Brad Bill his liberation and let him move on to to greener pastures.
2: Okay. I can dig that, man. You know me. I'm not the, uh, the biggest follower of the NBA. I've been learning a lot from you. Yes, sir. So quick sidebar on this one, if you don't mind it, uh, indulging me here. What is it about Washington you think? Just real quick. Couple of same couple of statements on what it is that makes Washington such a mess. What what's doing that? Um,
0: it starts at the top.
2: Yeah. So it's just ownership.
0: Ownership, uh, their their front office in general, like their general manager, have been shit to say the least. I'm sorry. They is I mean it was to the point where they tried to hire Masai Ujiri from the Toronto Raptors, the Toronto Raptors GM, who is probably the best GM in sports right now. What the, the moves he' been doing. But uh, they tried to give him some super mega ultra deal and he didn't even want to take
2: that. He just turned him down. Like he's
0: offered, they was offering pretty much double his salary. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> never a good feeling when people are offering you double the money and you're still saying no.
0: Double the salary. Is, I, I'm good. Nigga, I'm going oh, to stay in Toronto. Oh. Which I don't blame him. Yeah. I don't blame him. You yeah. want a successful franchise? You just won a championship? You want to go down to D.C. and be horrible? Nah, I'm good.
1: Oh, sorry, man. Washington yeah.
0: fans, man. I'm sorry. But, uh, Guys are bad.
2: Yeah, man, it's not uh, looking
0: too good. I need to go through a process like the Sixers did. It might uh, be that
2: time. All right, we'll get Mister Mr. Mr. Beal out of there then. Give him his independence. Give him
0: his independence. Damn it, number four, Rooter. M- number you got? four
2: for me. This one doesn't bring me any joy at all. This one makes me very sad as a Buffalo Sabers fan. But I've got to go with our guy, our captain, Mister Jack Eichel. He he needs a change of scenery. Hmm. I saw your eyes light up on that one Mm. like you were surprised. I know. I know. You got some
0: Buffalo fans not feeling this right uh, now, Rudy. I
2: know. They're going to be very upset with me. Yes, sir. Any of the listeners that are Sabres fans, I get it, right? Sometimes independence, it's not easy. Sometimes independence is painful, right? Sometimes it's bloody, it's ugly, it's terrible. And I think this one would be kind of that way for Sabres fans. But if you think about it, this is a kid who's been playing in the NHL since he's 19 years old. Came out in a a very hyped up draft That featured him and Connor McDavid Okay He already kind of felt second fiddle You know Our our, our GM at the time Was slamming the table When he didn't win the lottery Kind of like Upset that he was going to get stuck With Jack Eichel Right Even right. from the onset Right It was like disappointment That he was coming here Then he comes to a A Sabres franchise That's just a mess right now Mismanagement from the top Like your Washington Wizards Over there Right Just a mess mm-hmm. Pagula Comes in, saves the city, I think, in a lot of ways. He stepped up with the Bills, stepped up with the Sabres. He's rebuilding the city. He's doing a great job. But with that hockey team, his coaching hires, his GM hires just haven't been there. And you've got a kid who's just a bona fide stud, just just wasting away in Buffalo right now. And I feel like where Buffalo's at, okay, he's still only 23 years old, okay, still has a long future ahead of him. Uh, he's put up great numbers, nearly a a point-a-game type of player already, Yeah. even with very poor Buffalo teams. We saw that he has the ability to elevate his teammates around him with what he did with Skinner, taking Skinner from someone who never quite realized his potential to a 40-goal scorer when he was on the line with Eichel. Uh, But this team is just not going to be ready for a playoff run anytime soon. I think they're going to go back towards a rebuild mode. Their other first-round picks haven't quite worked out. And what I think you need to do for Jack, who you can just see on his face, it's painful, the joy that's been sucked out of this kid uh, by playing in Buffalo for the last five years. And it's it's terrible, because I'd love for him to be one of those guys that's just a saber for life. But I just, I don't think I see it happening. And I think you've got to trade him. I think you could get a haul for him. Yeah. So if we're in rebuilding mode, and we've been in rebuilding mode for what seems like the last 15 years, what better opportunity... To, to let this kid go somewhere where he could be a stud where he could win a cup and bring back an absolute haul for him in either draft picks or, or other young talent and trust me it doesn't it doesn't feel great to say that I love that everything would have worked out you know he along with our other first round picks Rasmus Dahlin and, and others would have worked out and been an amazing team by now it just doesn't seem like we're there and now, I feel like now would be the time to move him.
0: Sorry Sabres fans but uh the man has spoken.
2: No, here I am. Here I am on Independence Day, Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Everyone's cooking steaks. Everyone's out by the pool, and here I am, just raining on their parade. Literally, if there was parades right now, if we could have parades, I'd literally be raining on it right now. I'm <laughs> literally,
0: literally, literally
2: throwing shade and raining on their parade right now. I that's will what I'm gonna call you the Rain Man. Oh, don't start with that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's you know that's gonna catch on. It's going to follow me forever. One negative thing Rain I say man, about the Sabres. Oh, here we go. That's hot. And it's got alliteration there, too. That might be oh. a T-shirt in Oh, the we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Rain Man. All right, my man. What's your number four? Number four.
0: We're going down to Texas. We're going to the city of Houston. Y'all need to liberate my guy, Deshaun Watson. Okay? First of all, this is where we're going to start. Since entering the league... In 2017, this man has accumulated 125 sacks taken. Okay, 100. Listen to that number. In three years, he has been sacked 125 times. Wow, 16 times, 19 times his rookie season, 62 times his sophomore season, 44 times last year, 66 times, 60. Two times,
2: sixty-two times.
0: How the fuck do you get your quarterback sacked sixty-two times? That's some David Carr shit right there. This is exactly <laughs> what it is, and this is exactly why he needs to get out of Houston. They don't protect their quarterback in Houston. There is a history of this. You go back to when this franchise started with David Carr, who literally, literally. Was assaulted on multiple occasions in the backfield while playing for this Houston, uh, Houston, Texas franchise. They don't believe in protecting their quarterback, and albeit I will give them, I will give them credit. Last year, they traded two first-round picks for Lermie Tunsil, but it still doesn't address the issue of them and and Bill, uh, excuse me, uh, Bill O'Brien. Drawing up plays where it's always having his quarterback drop back and waiting for the play to develop and just getting his quarterback fucking obliterated. Get the ball out of the man's hands. Draw out quicker plays. Protect them. Get better offensive linemen. Hire a better offensive line coach. I don't know what the whole issue is. Figure this shit out. You're a professional football team. Then, then you go and trade his best receiver and Deshaun Hopkins, or excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins for a fucking second round picking a bag of chips, like, goddamn. And then you go and replace that with a guy in Brandon Cooks, who, when healthy, is pretty solid, but always getting hurt, always has concussions. And then now you have a a running back in David Johnson, who's, who's pretty much paper man right now. He can't stay healthy. Unfortunately, he's one of my favorite players when healthy. Get my man Deshaun Watson out of Houston. I'm tired of seeing this man get killed. He's one of the few black quarterbacks we have in the NFL right now. And by the time, like, f- year five into his career, man, he, he he's going to be limping around. He's going to have, like, the Steve McNair effect. Where he's going be to just, be just hurt and old. <laughs> by, like, 28.
2: Just hurt and old. Just hurt and old. <laughs> just hurt and old. <laughs> just hurt and old body's just
0: going to be broken. Like, stop. <laughs> like,
2: it sounds like you're describing my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that bad? I didn't know it was that bad until you put it in that context. I just wake up every morning. Just hurt and old. <laughs> imagine how this man oh. wakes up every
0: morning having have a 300-pound men just falling up consistently.
2: <laughs> I've been sacked zero times, <laughs> and I'm hurt and old. So I can only imagine what 100 sacks does to your body. <laughs> That's my number four, man. Uh, uh, Liberate I, lo- Deshaun Watson, I, I love it. it. I love it. Get him it. out of there. All right, man. Number three. That's awesome. All right, so I'm going to stick with the NFL. And uh, I'm going to move it up north from Texas. We're we're going all the way up to Ohio uh, for one of my favorite players from the Cincinnati Bengals, Mr. A.J. Green. Uh, This is a guy, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, all right, well, this is is a really great player already. It's not like he's going to go somewhere else and, you know, do much better. I just feel like this is a guy that just deserves his independence at this point. Uh, This is a guy that just comes out and plays every single year. Uh, You know, multiple-time 1,000-yard receiver, multiple-time with double-digit touchdowns. uh, Up until about a season ago, incredibly durable, you know, playing almost every game uh, throughout most of his seasons. Uh, You know, just a a big-time guy, big-time player, awesome locker room presence. This is a guy that was never, never in the news for anything negative, despite playing for a franchise that doesn't even have an outdoor Facility, right? In 2020, this is an NFL franchise that doesn't have an outdoor facility, right? That's or, or excuse me, an indoor facility, so that when they have their cold weather out there, yeah, you know they're getting beat up in the elements even at practice, Alright? So no no, 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 no indoor facility. Like they can't for, escape the cold, they can't escape the heat. For an NFL franchise, they just in there. It's just whatever it is. It's, it's just it. awful. No AC.
0: God damn No heaters They're fucking broke college just, just students out there
2: I know I know some Some high school teams In nice neighborhoods That have indoor facilities For their football team Right And this is a guy This is a fucking professional you NFL know, team you, you can talk about coaching there for years And that they could never get over the hump They could never win a playoff game uh, he had a very nice run with Andy Dalton, who thankfully for him got his independence. He's not moving into a great situation where he's going to be a backup. but I still have hope for Andy Dalton in the future, but but man, if there's if there isn't a better guy, you know, seemingly in sports than AJ Green, who just shut up and played and played at a high level for years and years uh, on a franchise that just couldn't seem to be bothered to make themselves a real franchise, uh, AJ Green deserves to be out, man. Get him out of there.
0: Yeah, he's going to be one of those guys there that um, you go look at his career, and he put up awesome numbers, and probably had what? No, he's going to have probably no Super Bowl rings. very I mean, little playoff success.
2: Yep, unless he goes somewhere else. Unless I can't he imagine. Goes else, I can't yeah. imagine right now, especially right um, with Joe Burrow coming in, new coaching staff coming in. I just don't see this team. They play in the AFC North. Tough, right? I mean, super tough. I mean, there's that's three incredibly good teams. You could have three playoff teams coming out of that AFC North for real, Seriously. especially with the stretch to seven teams now. Easily, the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns could make the playoffs this year. I mean, it's, that's three very good teams in the AFC North. This is going to be a, a brutal year for Cincinnati, I've got a feeling. Even if Joe Burrow plays well. Right. It's going to be a brutal year. So yeah. this guy needs to get out. This guy needs to go to a contender. Uh, he deserves that. I'd love to see him, you know, hoisting up the Lombardi trophy. I think that'd be really cool. And I just don't think he's going to get it done in Cincinnati. I mean, we're talking about a guy who's probably going to finish his career with over 10,000 receiving yards. Yeah. And, you know, can barely scratch his way to the playoffs. I just think that that's a shame and they need to to free him and give him his independence. Andy Dalton has been his quarterback his whole career. Okay. Enough said. All right.
0: Like, like, what the fuck?
2: Not some, all right. <laughs> not have, too much hate now. Help, help the brother out. All right. Get him somebody. Give him somebody. Not Th- the there's rifle. better fits out there. Shout out to Joe Burro, though. I think he's going to be pretty solid. Imagine Those, AJ Green in like a Packers jersey. Imagine him in a Ravens jersey. No, I don't want to do that. Ravens That's killer. too scary. He's been fucking us up, man. He does. He uh, does. He fucks up everybody, man. That's what he does. Yeah, that's a
0: fact. I can't wait till you get out of the division. Let's go. <laughs> get him out of there. All right. Number three for me. I'm going down to Jacksonville, and we're going to talk my man Yannick Ngakwe. Am I saying his name right?
2: I thought it was Ngakwe.
0: Ngakwe? I'm Ngakwe. A, I'm going I'm to go with what you're saying because right, you, cool. you know these names pretty well. Yannick Ngakwe, Jacksonville defensive end. And, uh, I mean, you go look at that Jaguars team, and you can see why they just need to trade him as well and stop holding him hostage. They get rid of their star cornerback, Jalen Ramsey, last year. This past off season, they got rid of Calais Campbell. They let go of uh, their quarterback, Nick Foles. They're a complete tank bolt. This is pretty much the tank for Lawrence season, unless Gardner Minshew shows up and he's the second coming of Tom Brady. But, I mean, shit. He had a pretty good season last year. I he, like Gardner, Mr. Florida man. He rocks that mustache. He does rock that mustache. And he rocks jorts. The, the, yeah, the cutaways. T- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I fucks with J- Gardner. But, that that franchise right now the jacksonville franchise is not looking good and um i mean a couple of years ago they was just in the afc championship game battling with the patriots and almost beat them and now they're arguably the worst team in the nfl and they have one of the premier pass rushers in his league young he's only 25 years old and I mean, it, it's 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 bad, Ruder. Like it's to the point now where he's literally arguing with management over Twitter. Oh, did you see that?
2: Yeah, I did. That that's, was bad. That's,
1: that's brutal. Like he's
0: going to back and forth with the team president and GM and shit, talking about yo, man, you you told me you're gonna get me out of here. I'm still here. Stop capping. Get me out. And uh, Jacksonville, they, I mean, I guess they want a premium for him. They're supposed to trade him to the Las Vegas Raiders this past draft for, like, a like the 12th overall pick. The Raiders wanted to give him, like, 19 instead. So, that deal fell through. Okay. Man, it's, it's... Get him out of Jacksonville. He's a great pass rusher. He should be on a winning team. Like, could you imagine him? Like, he could transform literally any type of defense and make them, like, v- very formidable pass rushing the ball. And then, uh... Any, I'm trying to think of a team that like any. Honestly, any contender can use them
2: for sure. You can any never contender. have enough pass rushers. Right. Any, any good team that's playoff bound could use another pass rusher. And I think you nailed it with Jacksonville in general because, you know, you look at that team every year on paper they just got a team that looks like, wow, this could be their year. Right. And they never put it together. Never.
0: Yeah. Like the head coach. I'm not. Is, is Marone still their head coach?
2: I have no idea. Like, you know, like the head <laughs> coach is shitty. They're the Jaguars. I don't think it matters.
0: Right. You got my man Gardner, sixth round pick. I like him, but we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. It just seemed like this team implodes. Like you you trusted Blake Bortles for four years as your starting quarterback.
2: <laughs> Bortles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's an, another failed experiment
0: <laughs> Like, Come on man Get the, like, get, get him out of there
2: they, they brought in Nick Foles Which was yeah, essentially a I disaster like Foles.
0: I like him But you know He's he's a backup for a reason
2: I mean Jalen Ramsey Couldn't wait to get out of town It's just Forced it's just, his way out yeah, It's just a, It just seems like a place That no one wants to be As nice as the weather is People want out Get him out of there My man Yannick Get him out of there Give him his independence Give him his independence Alright number two Number two, right, for me, this one this one might be maybe a surprise for some people, but I, I'm going to go to one of your favorite franchises. That would be the California Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, mm, United States of America. There you go. Whatever they're calling themselves now. Everything. Right. All of them. All, all of California, names. Bakersfield, everywhere. The they, Angels. They, they, the Angel from
0: America, from the city of Los Angeles, <laughs> from the state of California, from the Providence of
2: <laughs> just. It's, it's your boy, Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, again, just an absolutely all-world player, okay? All-world player by every stretch of the imagination. We are literally watching one of the greatest players to ever play any sport ever play right now, right? it's It's like a privilege to be able to say, you know, to my nieces and nephews... And their children, and their children. After that, if I make it, that I watched Mike Trout play. Yeah, it's incredible. We're watching greatness right now. Yeah. Right, there's going to be ESPN documentaries about this guy. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. Just, just a little quick rundown. Uh, he came out and run one Rookie of the Year. Okay, where he finished second in the MVP voting. The next year, followed up with another second in the MVP voting. Then he won MVP. Came in second in MVP voting, won the MVP, was fourth in a year where he was hurt. There's a theme here. Was second in MVP voting. Okay. And then won the MVP again last year. Another one. He is the top one or two ballplayers in the league every single year. And by the way, a couple of those where he lost, one of those was to Miguel Cabrera, who won the triple crown that year. So, I mean, this is a guy... Who were just... It's taken extraordinary feats for him not to get MVP. We're tired of winning with this guy. And that's what it is. And probably some of the reasons he didn't win those MVPs were because we're just we're just numb to how good Mike Trout really is. And you know why I think he needs his independence more than anything? It's not because they never surround him with talent. It's not because the pitching staff is probably going to be bad again this year. But my favorite stat of all is, do you know how many home runs Mike Trout has hit in the playoffs? i want to say five you want to say five okay he has 285 home runs in his career so far he is at zero in the playoffs because he has not been to the playoffs that is a player who needs his independence if i've ever heard it
0: yeah unfortunately so um i love my angels
2: but uh, we're pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> they just—they never put it together. Yeah,
0: it's been bad, man.
2: Uh, I, I think if if he doesn't get any anywhere this year, all right? Because they did—they went out and got Anthony Rendon. Okay, that that is a top caliber player as well. Yeah. He, he helped the Nationals win the World Series there. Yeah. If they can't put it together, because where pitching is going to be. If there was ever a time where pitching is less important, it might be this year. Because mm-hmm. a team that gets hot offensively in a sixty-game season that's going to be shortened by COVID nineteen, that's going to have some weird teams making the playoffs. I've got a feeling a, a team gets streaky and all of a sudden they, you know, whip off eight nine wins in a row. That might be enough to carry you to a playoff berth this year. All right, it's going to be some weird stuff. Uh, there's going to be a lot of interleague games, right, and then just games within the division. If this isn't a year where the Angels can step up and make the playoffs, then Mike Trout's got to go. He's got to find his way to another team where he can be that guy that's, you know, year after year making his team a contender and uh, finally sees those playoffs. And that's my number two. Damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It sucks. Sorry. That's a sad one. No, for it's okay. I get it. I understand, man. He, uh, he's too good. He, and I mean, he's like the LeBron James of the MLB, you know, awesome player, you know, d- should be winning MVP every year, but sometimes
2: doesn't get it. And uh, so imagine if LeBron played for a franchise where he never made the playoffs. Yeah, that's what we're looking at right now. Like a team that just never goes anywhere despite having the best player on the planet. Yeah, that's a guy that needs to go. He needs to go and be somewhere else. And even angels fans, as sad as that might be to see one of your favorite players go, think about it this way. Imagine the hall you can get from Mike Trout. You haven't made the playoffs with the guy, right? Let him move on. He's, a, he's now been in the league 9 years. Okay, you haven't gotten anywhere with him in a decade. Let the man move on. And he's still young, too. He's still young. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. young. He's, he's a beast. He's a, he's a he's a, a generate beyond generational talent, a multi-generational talent. You got to give this man his independence. Give him his independence, damn it. All right, number 2 for me. Um we're going to switch it up for me.
0: And uh we're going to New York and we're talking about the the franchise known as the New York Knicks. And nobody from the Knicks need to be liberated, necessarily. Okay. But the entire city of New York (laughs) needs to be liberated from this fucking Knicks franchise.
2: (laughs) The entire city? The
0: entire city (laughs) needs to get liberated from this franchise,
2: man. You're liberating a city for us I'm liberating this city. (laughs) I love it.
0: It's World War II, La Resistance. (laughs) Get them out of there. This Knicks franchise is like the definition of ineptitude. They just James Dolan might be the worst owner in sports. Because the dude just doesn't get it. He, I'm not going to go there. I was going to go somewhere, but I'm not going to go there. Where were you going to go? I, go there.
2: He reminds me of our president. Oh, boy. You went there. Yeah. Just he, mismanagement all just over mismanagement the place. mismanagement all over the place. Wasn't he the one that was throwing out just, former players yeah, for throw, using the wrong door? Right.
0: Just, yeah, he threw out <laughs> Spike Lee for using the wrong door, quote, unquote. The oh dude that's been going God. in the same door for, for forever. Since was there a
2: Charles Oakley situation, they, yeah, too? Yeah,
0: they kicked out Oakley <laughs> and had the man fucking carried out of the damn <laughs> arena. What a mess. This franchise is just fucking terrible, man. So, since the year 2000, all right, because this is like back in the glory days in the 90s, the Knicks was actually a decent franchise. They won games, they got to the playoffs, they made a couple of Eastern Conference finals, they made A finals. But then, since the turn of the century, they've had, let's see, one, two, Three winning seasons right so in 20 years of NBA basketball they've had three winning seasons Uh, above 500 that's brutal okay their best record was 54 and 28 in 2012-2013 in which they made it to the conference semifinals and lost to the Pacers in 6 okay since then they have finished with a record 37-45 17-65 32-50 31-51 29-53 17 and 65 this year
2: I haven't. I'm not a math major or anything, but I I didn't even hear a 40-win uh, season in there. It's barely bad, in the bro. 30s there.
0: They can't get to 500. Ugh. So right now they're just a bad franchise. They're consistently in the lottery. They draft. They okay. So they're consistently in the lottery, right? So imagine this, Reuter. So imagine this. I'm with you. You're in the lottery. You you have a, the chance to take a good player. You nail that good player. You get Christoph Porzingis. Beautiful. Seven foot three sweet shooting can put the ball on the floor can post you up and can anchor your defense
2: we're turning this franchise around turning
0: it around baby we're here he's young he's white he's good looking (laughs) nice you know what I'm saying okay he's here so then so then so then instead of building your team around that set player adding pieces around it to complement his game you trade him you get rid of him why? Because the New York fucking Knicks always have this fucking strange ideology that everybody wants to come there when nobody comes there. Yep. There's no free agent signings coming there. Their last big free agent signing acquisition was Amari Stoudemire, who lasted basically 8 weeks before his knees gave out on him. Wow. They traded for Carmelo Anthony, gave him a huge deal, and that was pretty much the end of that. This franchise is just fucking terrible. They trade Christoph Porzingis and with the, the mindset that they're going to be able to sign Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and then draft
2: Zion Williamson.
0: You know how many of those players they got?
2: I'm going to go out on a limb here, sir, and say zero.
0: That is correct.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that they were in trouble when they when they are in New York, which you would think would be a destination for people. Right. Nowadays, you want, to, you want to get your brand out there. Hugely populated city. You'd want to be there. And then I saw these guys that instead chose to go to Brooklyn just down the street. Brooklyn. And I thought to the myself. The Brooklyn Nets. The Knicks have to be just just. You're shot. supposed to
0: be the team in New York. You're the quote-unquote big brother, as the media members like to say. But these two superstar players decided to go play with the little brother team. The ineptitude of this franchise, it gives fans false hope. New York deserves better than this. The whole city of New York needs to be liberated from this New York <laughs> Knicks franchise and just get them out of there. Send them send them to Toronto. <laughs>
2: send them to, no, send not them to Toronto. Up North.
0: Send them send them Quebec. Send them somewhere. Somewhere
2: cold. Send them overseas. <laughs> get them out of here. The London Knights.
0: Yeah, send them to who else? Send them to uh, Cincinnati. They need a basketball team. Okay. Why not? Okay. They already got the Bengals. That'd be a perfect match. That would be a perfect, perfect match.
2: Mesh. They could both practice outdoors. They practice
0: outdoors <laughs> and shit. In the cold. Yeah. You know. I heard they oh. got good food in Cincinnati. It's probably good. I heard they got real good food there. I think they came in first uh, over Buffalo. They got to do something
2: good. Because yeah. otherwise, there'd be nobody there. <laughs> they must. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to come up with reasons other than food why people would be there. They have good concerts. I mean, the Reds are no good. I mean, they haven't been good since, like, the, the 70s and 80s, so.
0: The Bengals aren't,
2: eh. Uh. Knicks fit perfect. Knicks, they the Knicks. Perfect. Cincinnati Knickerbockers. That's my
0: number two. And what the fuck is a Knickerbocker?
2: Knickerbocker? A, a Knickerbocker? I think it's pants. I think they're named after pants, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> I'm pretty sure. We're going to look it up after the show, but I'm pretty sure that a Knickerbocker is someone who wears pants. Uh, get this. Like your Knickers? You've ever heard of that? You get a little closer, Rudin. <laughs> <laughs> Nickers, Nickers, take it easy, Bryce. <laughs> Not on Independence Day. Not on Independence <laughs> you're gonna, Day. You're gonna independence me right out of this show. <laughs> oh man. All right, that's my number two. We'll so, should... so, so with that segue, we're going
0: to my number one. Number one, man. My number Before one. Before you give your number one, do you have any honorable mentions?
2: Oh man. Uh sure. Uh <laughs> This one, this one hurts my very soul. Okay. So I put, I didn't put it on the list. I usually do this whenever there's a list. I usually have some sour ass grapes from my Cleveland Indians. Okay. But uh, we we gotta liberate them. We're gonna liberate my man Francisco Lindor. It's time to go. It's time for him to find greener pastures. This is a team that's gonna be on the decline now. The Indians have a cycle of about ten year periods. Yeah. Where they put it together for like a three year window, and usually in like the middle of the decade. Uh, it's happened over and over again since the '90s. You know, they were good in the mid '90s, good in the mid 2000s. Uh, you know, good most recently over the last you know three or four years. Yeah. And uh, I think that window's closed now. Mm. We've, we've lost Corey Kluber. We're going to be in a shortened season this year, where uh, it could have been his last year in Cleveland already, as it was. But uh, my honorable mention is my man. My favorite player, Mr. Francisco Lindor. I hope he goes to a, a contender, you know, uh, maybe one of those big city teams so he can kind of be that uh, – he can have more star power uh, than he currently has right now because I think he deserves it. He's a great all-around guy, great ambassador for the sport, unbelievable player. So, Frankie, you deserve your independence, buddy. All right. Shout out to Lindor. What do you got for us for you? You want to get my
0: honorable mentions? Yeah, go for it. Right I got now. a couple, actually. Oh, okay. All right. So I got Aaron Rodgers, honorable mention. Okay. You know, hey, the Packers, you need more weapons. All right. First round pick, quarterback.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that not what you meant? Excellent job. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 we made a mistake. They're high at each other. Yeah, we got him. <laughs> got it. We got them.
0: All right. So Aaron Rodgers, honorable mention. Uh, Damian Lillard, Portland Trailblazers. Awesome player play uh, the the Blazers isn't a bad franchise it's just that they they play in the west and uh i mean lillard it's not going to happen with that team right now unless like lebron james anthony davis is gone the warriors well they did fall off this year but they're coming back there's a bunch it's too many teams there's too many good teams there for them to be able a, a competitive team in the western conference so Uh, or get him over to a different team and and form a different super team for him.
2: Okay. You don't think Lillard could elevate that team enough to get past some of the competition there?
0: No, because the rest of his team isn't that good. Okay. And it's nothing against him. Like He's an awesome player, but he just needs another superstar player to be paired with. And then um, my number three honorable mention, how about like Native Americans from like NFL or freaking professional sports franchises? Okay. And like... Have, like, stop using their culture and their likeness for profit. Okay. Maybe
2: I'm with that. Like, we We're have a, like the Redskins. We have
0: a whole team in 2020 named Redskins. Yeah. With a fucking Indian man figure as their logo. Yeah. You have a Cleveland Indians team who has like a cartoonish sort of like, I don't know. It feels re- no offense to your team. I know it's your boys, but it just feels like. You look at that that symbol, it just feels racist.
2: That caricature. Right. Yeah. Well, in fairness, so one thing that I'll say is that the Indians, you know, although keeping the name, they did remove that caricature from their on the field uh uniforms. Okay. So they still sell merchandise with it, but you're right, man. A lot of these a lot of these teams and franchises they kind of just city chiefs. Just, just ugly. Florida
0: State Seminoles now, they have a whole white dude come out there on a horse pretending to be Native American. And I don't know, he may be Native American.
2: He might be. <laughs> we gotta we gotta find that guy. Yeah, he might be. So. But uh yeah, that's that's my my third there. But okay, sir, so, so tour to number ones. All right, cool. Alright, so my number one. This might be a little bit out of left field. Not on a lot of people's radar right now. Uh but I my man from the Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr. Uh, I think this is a guy. Derek Carr! Yes, Derek Carr. Whoa. David Carr's baby brother. Okay, I'm listening. You already mentioned S- David Carr. Sell me. But Derek Carr. Let's let's hear All it. Right? Make the case. All right, this is a guy who year after year puts up great numbers. Okay, this is a guy who you, you watch him and he passes the eye test. So he, he's got everything going for him while playing for a franchise that never fully surrounds him with the right pieces. Despite that, okay, despite that, just a few years back, 2016-2017 season, he led them to a 12-4 record, and everyone was talking that they were the darlings that could potentially be that Cinderella story that wins the Super Bowl. Because of Derek Carr, and for no other reason other than Derek Carr, this is a player that can play at a high level. He's got almost a 3-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio for his career, and before he got hurt in that 2016 season, he led them to a 12-4 record before Connor Cook came in, and they immediately lost to the Texans in the first round. Uh, most recently, he's been paired up with Gruden. And that seems like it's been a mess over there. They just don't seem to, to work together. Um, they pulled away his weapons. Okay, so Amari Cooper, gone. They took away one of the most important things that's underrated for a quarterback. is having a defense on the other side of the ball that can get you that ball back quickly. And in positions... To score and to be successful. Yeah. And they trade away their best defensive player in Khalil Mack. It's a mismanaged franchise who every year in the draft, what do they do? It's like they send one scout. They have one scout that they pay $15 an hour to go sit at the combine and just report on who had the fastest combine time at every position, and then they just draft that guy.
0: Who was the biggest player to run the fastest time (laughs) at each position? Who was the
2: fattest player who ran the fastest Fastest speed per pound is what they look for.
0: Wide receiver, 6'4", 4'3", for four, 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 40. Had 10 catches in college.
2: <laughs> draft him. First round pick. Got him. Got him. High-fiving. Nice. <laughs> it's, this it's, win, baby. It's unbelievable. Oh, and that's the whole Davis family. That's Al Davis. That's Mark Davis now. His fucking stupid-ass haircut. Oh, that's the worst haircut. He that looks is like the a serial He does. If he- it
0: came out that he has a collection of, like, bodies in his closet he definitely I would has not some be surprised.
2: he definitely has some people lampshades somewhere in his basement for sure very he, he, domerish he looks super creepy very
0: domerish super
2: creepy so that alone should make you want to liberate your quarterback and then that you, got, you brought
0: back john grew who got the same haircut i tell you what man
2: <laughs> that
0: Derek car guy
1: i like that kid
2: what you don't know is that bryce is making the best uh chucky face that i've ever seen the best scowl while he's, while he's doing that impression of uh, Coach what, man, there.
0: We brought in Marcus Mariota to compete for this backup <laughs> quarterback position. Yeah.
2: And how about, how about that, by made, the man. way? Let's, let's go there. I, I didn't even think of that until you just mentioned it. Now, how about then you bring in Marcus Mariota to, to push Derek Carr as though he doesn't throw for 4,000 yards and, and about 25 touchdowns every single year for his career, despite being completely mismanaged, miscoached, and having no weapons around him at all? I can assure you, if you put Derek Carr on a contending team, they get better immediately.
0: They should trade him to the Vikings. That,
2: that'd that be a nice move. Yeah, they that'd actually be a nice have a move. quarterback
0: that performs in clutch situations.
2: I, I am telling you, Derek Carr's numbers say it. His his analytics say it. And when I've watched him play, the the, the tape says it all. You can see that he's a great player. Um, you know, he's had a couple of injury issues. And I feel like this either the, the city you know, then of uh Los Angeles and now Vegas. I-, I don't know if that that team is over it or that Oakland. fan base is over. It. Oh, it was Oakland at the time. My mistake, sorry. You're good. That's what I'm here for. I'm just surprised I remembered Vegas. I was yeah, so no, proud of yeah, myself yo, that when was. I said Vegas. That's impressive. I I impressed myself only go. until I screwed it up afterwards. I'm proud of you. But either way, this is a guy he needs his independence. Free Derek Carr. <laughs> Free Derek Carr.
0: Get him away from Gruden, man. Any dude that I tell you what, man.
2: <laughs> like, uh, I'm good on him, like you know. Put him on the Browns. He's an upgrade over over Mayfield. Yeah, that's a fact. I, I promise you, the Browns immediately become a contender if Derek Carr is their quarterback. You can say that for a whole bunch of teams that aren't the Chiefs, maybe Packers, maybe the Seahawks, and, and maybe your Ravens. Beyond that, Derek Carr will compete with with anyone else physically. I can guarantee that. We are a pro Derek Carr podcast now. I like that. This is I've done that. I respect it. I'm, I'm already with it. I'm, I'm telling wrong you, with it. He's a good quarterback. It. He's he's throwing 25 touchdowns with with Darren Waller as his best target. They traded for a fucking psycho receiver. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Antonio <laughs> and Brown. They bring it, who probably made, <laughs> probably made shit worse. Probably made shit worse. I'm what telling he, you, people. Know it's weird. It's a weird thing with Derek Carr. People kiss Carson Wentz's ass, and I like Carson Wentz. But they kiss his ass because all of his players got hurt. He had no talent around him. Well, by the way, he still had Zach Ertz, who's That's. a phenomenal player. He had Dallas Godert for most of the season, who's That's. a great player. Early in the season, he still had Deshaun Jackson, who was catching touchdowns like like he was twenty-two years old again. Okay, so he, he had some pieces around him. Yeah. Derek Carr has none of that. None of that, along with bad coaching, by the way, which Carson Wentz has good coaching. And there, nobody talks about Derek Carr. Everyone talks like like he's a waste. I, I think it was, I think it was that injury that did him in. But people forget that twelve and four season. Yeah, he was you know, balling. he was he was absolutely on fire that year, MVP caliber player that year. And people just people just forget short memories, man. But number one, but that's my number one. All right, so I, who you got for us? I respect it.
0: All right, so it's not necessarily of uh, who I got, because like it's it's like a whole group of people. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get kind of serious right here. Okay. Okay. So my number one is pretty much every athlete of color in major sports, major league sports. All right. And hear me out on this one, Reuter. All right. So right now, black players in professional sports. All right. In the NFL, seventy percent of players are black. All right. In the NBA. 74% of players are black. In the MLB, 28% are, are Latino, 8, 8% are black. Okay? Now, where I'm going with this, how many owners of color are there in these professional leagues? Okay? I got the numbers here. Okay. All what, right? what do you
2: got for me? How many?
0: In the NFL, there are two owners of color. You have Shad Khan, Jacksonville's owner. You have Kim Pagula, co-owner for the Buffalo Bills. Shad Khan is of Middle Eastern descent. Kim Pagula is of East Asian dis- uh, descent. Okay, so no black owners there. Okay. NBA, we have one one majority black owner in Mr. Michael Jordan, who owns the Charlotte Hornets. And the MLB, zero majority black owners and then one that comes closest is Derek Jeter who owns four percent of Miami Marlins okay and then in the NHL again zero majority owners three who have stakes in teams all right so they got a little bit of piece of the pie there for them so I look at those numbers and to me it's kind of fucked up that majority of your leads can be made of black athletes but then when it comes to ownership, and then on top of that, you go look at general manager positions, head coaching positions, and the majority of those are not of what matches the player's percentage, or even like just a resemblance of it, like something. It's, it's bad. It's, it doesn't add up for me, and I don't like it. I don't like that at all. And I know these players are making good livings. They're they're going to be set for life, majority of them. A lot, not majority of them, but a few of them. But um, something needs to change, all right? 2020 has been a, a time of change. It's been a revolution. We've been seeing what's been going on. We've been seeing the protests. There's been a lot of the same stuff that's been going on throughout the decade, throughout years, not even just this decade. And uh, I don't know. I think it's about change. That I think it's about time because there are successful black, people that want stakes in these nfl and nba and other franchises and it doesn't seem like they are allowed to get in like for instance uh, i was just reading about an article when the panthers went for sale and uh, p diddy was one of the first to say that he wanted to be a owner for this franchise for the to be in the nfl and he got endorsed by robert Kraft. One of the premier owners in the NFL, one that owns the New England Patriots, probably the greatest franchise of the last 20 years. And uh, it goes to another white man. So they just keep the fraternity going. They keep the fraternity a close-knit group of just old white dudes, and it's fucked up, man. I don't like it. I, I really don't like it. So that's my number one.
2: Okay, I'm with you, man, because I feel like it. it really speaks a lot to... You know the the inability for for people of color to to get and maintain that generational wealth, right? Right, and you've heard you know a lot of a lot of black athletes that have come out and said that, right? Like uh, I remember Shaquille O'Neal uh, talking about it, saying that, yeah, you know he's he's a player, he's made a lot of money, but he doesn't have money like that guy that signing his checks has money. Yes, right. Um, you know, you you see that it's it's incredibly difficult. Just in general, for people of color, because of the the historical prejudices and the the historical inequalities that have befallen them as as an entire people, yes, that has made it harder, you know, for them to step into those types of roles. So I completely understand where you're coming from there, and uh, I feel like in general, like that's that's a kind of independence that our that our country could strive for. Yes. Get get an independence. Maybe, from all of the the ugliness that's out there, right, and independence from all of those those old relic thought processes where one person is different from another just based on the on the color of their skin,
0: the independence of systemic racism, how about we get rid of that shit? yeah it's man. still prominent from in today's age, like it's two thousand and fucking twenty
2: yeah. It un-
0: makes no sense.
2: It's it's unbelievable. It really is. Like the it's just um, you know there, there's been a, a lot of talk about that since the uh, since what happened to to Mr. Floyd and some of the protests and some of the subsequent riots and uh, a, a lot of people have talked about the fact that uh, it really highlights the fact that it's it's unnatural and unbelievable that after all this time that this type of thing can still go on and one of the favorite things that I heard about it. Uh, was uh, Pat McAfee Mm -hmm. on his show said that what everybody needs to what everyone deserves to have happened to them in their life is to to be inside a locker room right and to go day in and day out with people that are different from yourself because that really teaches you that although appearances are different everybody's the same right everybody's fundamentally the same right yes we've all got our, our cool differences and things that make us unique but at the core we're all the same we're all people. There is no real difference there. Race is a social construct that essentially doesn't exist. Right. right. And we're still, you know, you know, holding each other to different standards based on something as stupid as the amount of melanin in your skin. It's 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 ugly and it's terrible, man. So I'm, I'm with you on this one.
0: My man. Appreciate you. But yeah, that's my number one side to go into like a little... Too much of a serious note. They was having a lot of fun there. But, you know, I just I had to get that off my chest. That's
2: all right, man. That's what, that's what we're here for. Yes, sir. We can have the fun. We can
0: talk seriously. It's all good. It's all good. All right. But that's the list there, man. And I think that was that was dope. That was a good idea.
2: Yeah, I'm, I liked I'm, it, man. I'm glad it, you came it, up with that. It came out well. I like talking about these players that, uh, you know, either haven't quite achieved what they could, yeah. right? Or even though they've been great on their own, they haven't achieved that team success. So they could use that little change of scenery. But yes, I would like to wish, uh, you know, before you before you take us home, before you wrap us up here, just a happy Fourth of July to everybody out there. Yeah, and uh, just remember to be kind to one another, man. Yes, exactly. Simple as that. It's easy. It's, it's literally that. Like yo, Ed. Hey, hey, Bryce.
0: You are a good person. Thank you. See how easy that was. <laughs> Look how nice. See how to see. Fourth of
2: July. Shit, Independence crazy. Day. Be nice. It's that easy.
0: That simple. Yo, are you watching Independence Day?
2: Am, am I watching Independence Day? Are you going to watch it today? Probably. You got I'm going to go home. I love Jeff Goldblum. Got to love Will Smith. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome movie. All-time movie. Did All-time. You know what? Yeah, I'm not going to go there. This is,
0: It's a whole love triangle thing going on with Will Smith and his wife and another singer. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I didn't hear about that. we talk about it off air. It's okay. weird. All right. It's weird. I think it's like that Scientology joint.
2: Uh-oh. Hush, hush.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's interesting to see. But um, that's it. We're going to wrap up this episode here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sports Your Enthusiasm. Make sure you go and like our Facebook page, Sports Your Enthusiasm Sports Podcast. Make sure you go and like our Twitter page. Follow us on Twitter, SYE Pod. Uh, email us. Any any suggestions? Any comments? How did you feel about this episode? And how do we do? Give us some feedback. Suggest suggestions for future episodes that you would like for us to talk about. Um, am I missing anything, Reuter?
2: No. I just think uh we wanna hear some of maybe some of your people who you yeah. think should be should be released from their prisons right now. Some people who, who deserve their gain independence. Their
0: liberation,
2: in your opinion.
0: Give us that information. And with that, we're gonna wrap it up. Make sure you are drinking water. It is hot.
2: Oh it's gonna be like 95 today. Hot. That's like the surface of the sun or something.
0: Boy. Hot. Hot.
2: With a capital T with a capital A-W in the middle. Hot, hot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Drink some water. Take care. Peace. (music)